do you not know that? He's my dad. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Nope. Yeah, I thought so. I don't know that. Oh, weird. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, turn the light on. <laughs> Hello! Hi guys! Welcome back to another episode! Uh, today's episode we are talking about, or I guess debating. Mm-hmm. There's not really much to talk about, but it's a lot of... very uh, discussion based. Yeah, very philosophical. So coincidence versus everything happens for a reason. Yay! So that'll be the focus of our attention. <sighs> so fun. But I've got some opinions on Perfect Match now that I'm done. Okay, and I've got some pi- opinions now that I've started it. Um, First off, we both don't like Francesca. Yeah, because, like, I love Francesca, but I hate how she's being in this, like, and it's how she was in Too Hot to Handle, too. Yeah. But she's just so pretty Mm -hmm. that I can't ever fully hate her. (laughs) So pretty privilege. (laughs) Yeah, pretty privilege is a thing. Yeah. Um... I don't know. She just is giving me the ultimate mean girl vibes. Well, I'm, not in, I'm not about it. Yeah, 100%. And when she's like, oh, she was so mad that Dom was talking to someone. And then she goes on a date with someone else and chooses them over Dom and is yeah. still mad that Dom is talking to other people. Well, yeah, she like set it out to kick Savannah out. Yeah. Over Savannah just being like, oh, I want to talk to Dom. Literally. And it's like, you and can't then, have it both ways. Yeah. Yeah. No. I Yeah. I'm not a fan of Francesca. No. I, Shane is also showing his crazy big time, mm-hmm. like more than in uh, Love is Blind, or at least the editing really shows the crazy more than they did in, in Love is Blind. Oh, really? I thought they showed it less. Like in, like in he, Perfect Match? Yeah, I feel like he's like a more of a relatable person and less like in Love is Blind, he was portrayed like a, like a coked out golden retriever. He still is. I know, but it's toned down so much more, in my opinion, than Love is Blind. He's so tweaky and, like... What? He'll, he'll go from, like, cool, calm, and collected mm-hmm. to toddler tantrum in 0. 0.2 seconds. So fast. And so that gives me coked-out Golden Retriever vibes. That just gives me insecure man-child vibes. Yeah, he's had that in both. Yeah. It's just... Well, and, like... I don't think oh my it, gosh, was this filmed before or after his mom died? I don't even know his mom died. Eight months after um, he, after Natalie said no at the altar. Yeah, so, he has a, he has a lot to work through. So for perfect match, I think he's almost crazier because of that emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it's also interesting to like learn more about like Chloe and Mitchell's relationships because I didn't, I totally forgot they were dating. Like I, I didn't even know that because I haven't watched The Circle. Mm. Yeah. That's one show that I've never been drawn to, so I, I have no idea. As someone who's watched all the shows except for um, The Mole and uh, Sexy Beast, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Party Animals, and like that's not it. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. As someone who's watched all the shows except for it, it's just really interesting to be like, oh, I forgot about this person, and mm-hmm. or like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Well, and it's kind of nice because like it's nice to see like Shane again. Yeah. I don't know. I really like him, even though he's 
he has to work on himself a lot. He's got a lot of emotional hurt, and I can see that. Yes. But it doesn't excuse the fact that he... Mm-mm. Like, shuts down and is like, I'm leaving, I quit, I'm done. Well, and they all do that. Yeah. They, like, or they all, I mean, like, Dom and him and Inez, mm-hmm. they all are like, yeah. no, I'm leaving. And then someone, like, talks them out of it and they're like, no, mm-hmm. I'm staying. Yeah. And they're like, why did I stay? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Inez's reason I understood hers. It wasn't an emotional reaction. She was just kind of like, well, those are my options. Literally. I'm done. Like, there's nothing here for me. Yeah. I and understood then, hers. But Well, and Barty's. Oh, my God. I'm not going to talk about what you guys think I'm going to talk about because I'm not there yet. His <laughs> manipulation and just, like, it's unbelievable to it's, me. It's on highlight in this one. I didn't mm-hmm. think he was so bad in Love is Blind. Yeah. Like, he was not the worst person in Love is Blind by any no. means. Um, I think his was so muted by Zenab's crazy. Yeah. But um, his... His, like, true crazy oh really shows in this one. You yeah. can see it in his face. Like, he shoots daggers. Yeah. The minute someone, like, challenges him ever so slightly, you can see it in his face or he's, like, serial killer daggers, like... Well, and as soon yeah. as someone's like, oh, like, I don't think you're gonna choose me as a match, he's like, well, why would you say that? Yeah. Like, why would you think that? Like, I've done nothing but love you for this entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you think that I wouldn't choose you as a match? He's like, well, because you've said the same thing to four other girls. Mm-hmm. But the the timeline... From when... Who... Did he say no or did... No. Yeah, he said no. He said no and Nancy said yes. Yeah. So from that timeline to the recording of the show, if it was eight months for Shane, Mm -hmm. that means it was like a month or two for him. Because... There's no way. Love is Blind 1 and Love is Blind 2 were filmed at almost the same time. Yeah. But there's no way... It it wasn't enough time. Love is Blind and then after the altar and then now on this show, it had to have been only like a couple of months. And Nancy addressed it in the after the altar. She was like, we were trying to make things work and then I found out that he applied for the perfect match. Mm. And I was like, wow, isn't that a kick in the face? Like... Yeah. So... It's... Yeah. It's just so... I love reality TV. <laughs> you know, and I could just live without it. It stresses me out because I get so attached to the characters who are just people. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's weird because, like, how I've liked people have has changed Yeah, throughout watching the season. Yeah. But... Okay. Well, we'll get into today's episode. <laughs> so, as I mentioned earlier, it is coincidence versus everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have... Some philosophy, some religion, some just questioning the universe Yeah, coming to us. So, what is coincidence? Coincidence is an occasion when two or more things happen at the same time in a way that is unexpected or unlikely. Yeah. And so, this is, I guess, the quote-unquote science argument more so. Mm-hmm. It's the, there's nothing greater than us, it's just weird timing. Everything's random. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so in analytical psychology, the recognition of seemingly meaningful coincidences is a mechanism by which the unconscious material is brought to the attention of the conscious mind. Yeah. So like your unconscious is picking up things that your conscious isn't. And then when two things align, your unconscious is like, hey, look at this. And they're like, oh my goodness, what a coincidence. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so it's just kind of like a funny happening there's nothing Mm -hmm. there's no meaning to it there's no yeah god almighty reasoning for this yeah and in and for god we're gonna be talking about like 
God, creator, the universe, like all yeah. of it is just like something other than us. Yeah. Not necessarily a like, being. Yeah. In theory. It's like, not necessarily Jesus Christ himself, but yes. for some, if that's your view, then yeah, then, yeah it that's is. who we mean. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just like a all around God term. is just something greater than us. Yeah. And so when it comes to coincidence, we also need to understand understand the term uh, synchronicity, which is the occurrence of meaningful coincidences that seem to have no cause. Yeah. And so Carl Jung uh, introduced this theory in the 1950s, and he believes that coincidences are related uh, to our mind and serve, provi- serve to provide powerful insight, direction, and guidance. Yeah. So he kind of um, tries to explain coincidence and everything happens for a reason. Like, half of what he says is like, oh, this is what a coincidence is, and then the other half is like, oh, everything happens for a reason. It was very confusing. Mm-hmm. But, like, an example of synchronicity would be, like, thinking about someone, and then they call you the next minute. Or, like, dreaming of finding something precious, and then finding it a few days later. Um, so, synchronicity can be found in dreams, symbols, numbers. Go watch our Angel Number episode. Yeah. Um, Quote-unquote random events, conversations, spontaneous encounters, it kind of awakens you to your full potential and serves as a guide to get in touch with your inner self. So it kind of helps your conscious work with your unconscious again. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when you translate or shift over to the concept of like everything happens for a reason, which mm-hmm. is more of like God, spirit, um, universe, great divine side of things. Yeah. It's based on the belief that there are greater plans happening. Right. And so people as a whole want to believe that there's a cause for every event. Mm hmm. However, this cause is not always known to us. Yeah. And so this is where, I mean, um, the argument of like past life lessons and um, that you have this general guide that you're meant to follow. Yeah. As a, as a person brought in, as a spirit brought into this world in your physical form. Yeah. A lot of these, um, it, it falls underneath, happen, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. That there's right? a set path that you are supposed to go down mm-hmm. because as a human not having that is very scary and something we all do as a species is to search for that greater meaning to things we're experiencing well it's even like i mean why science went so deep into like creation right as mm-hmm. a whole some people are like oh yeah god jesus seven days and da, da, da. And other people are like nope big bang theory we just like exploded from particles exactly and the funny thing to me with these arguments is that there's no way of proving mm-hmm which is which. And that might be a hot take. Well, but no one was there. <laughs> we weren't there. True. <laughs> I feel like they have proved that the Big Bang Theory was something that happened. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, the idea of two atoms colliding so perfectly to create our entire life. Mm-hmm is unfathomable like i can't wrap my brain around that Mm -hmm. and there's no way to prove or disprove um the like the bible basically like saying that Mm -hmm. jesus was alive and xyz happened right like yeah yeah we can't prove god created the earth in seven days but were they was those seven days not the 24 hour days that we conventionally think of now were they god time or whatever Mm mm-hmm so it could have been the Big Bang Theory, but the Big Bang Theory was orchestrated. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I've I just got. Of. I've just got questions and it's so hard for me to think like that far into history, right? Because like the minute you see, I mean, cave like mm-hmm. um, 
cavemen writing on walls, you can kind of date that back based off of um, mineral analysis and yeah. different science things that are in place now. And I'm not saying that Big Bang is wrong or religion is wrong. I just I'm like, no one was physically there yeah. to translate that or prove that. And maybe there's something of this piece of, for the theory that I'm missing. Well, but yeah. Like, I mean, we all have to start from somewhere, right? Like, everything is connected and everything's everyone's genetic makeup with uh, plants, animals. They're not, like, percentage-wise, mm-hmm. there's not a great that great of a percentage. Everything's like like 1% from difference at like that genetically separates us from a centipede. Right. Right. It's only a couple percent. So everything did come from one source at at some some point. point. Yeah. But was it two cells colliding or was it a meteor crashing into earth and earth was already predetermined. We were just like a floating rock space. Mm -hmm. And is that the big bang? Yeah. Or did the universe, is the universe created in the big bang and all the life forces just happen to be on there? Because there's water on Mars and that's Mm -hmm. all particles. Mm -hmm. So who's to say, I mean like that one day, whatever cells that created life on earth could create human like life on Mars. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> just question. <laughs> and I tried to get one of my friends in university to explain it to me because I was like, I do not understand the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I do not, like, how. Because what was tripping me up is that spontaneous combustion isn't something that happens in the realm of science. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how did two cells spontaneously combust together to create Earth? Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't that just defy science? They're like, no, they spontaneously collided and they collided at just the perfect, like, rate and time and, like, connection way or whatever. But are these cells space or are these cells before space? Yeah, that's are exactly it. Are these cells it. outside of the Milky Way? They Did are they <laughs> create our entire freaking galaxy? If we zoom out that much, I'm going to have a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be straight up with you. I can feel it coming. The Milky Way is big. And we are ants in the Milky Way. We don't even know how big the universe is, which is an absolutely terrifying thought. And this is why, also, I think there has to be something more than us. There's no way that we are so significant that we are the only life form that's conscious of knowing that we are the only life form. Literally. In such a scope of of the world that we don't know. Yeah. Like, (laughs) the galaxy is infinite. What we know is up to, like, cavemen era. Literally. And everything right there is, like, And even then, yeah, it's all interpretation. Mm -hmm. And, oh my god, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So... (laughs) This is gonna be quite an episode. Yeah, okay, no, go ahead. Another idea. How many times were the dinosaurs wiped out before our dinosaurs that we know were wiped out? How many times that happened prior to us? There is an answer to that, but I don't know what it is, because there has been more than one catastrophic event that has completely wiped the earth yeah because Um, like to go from pangea to where we're at now yes that's a lot of time and a lot of shifts so much had to happen in between then and now right Right. and like what even happened when it was just pangea like how many events happened then was there more landmass other than pangea that now is at the that we don't know trench is that how mariana's trench was created it's just from some catastrophic event. The garburetor for Earth. And right down to the core, molten, molten lava built right back out again. Oh my god. Hey, that'd be pretty cool. It's just kind of like a, like a cycle. Yeah. Funky. And so from the Big Bang, did yeah. the Earth flood over 
as in Noah's Ark example, did that float over multiple times and just to Earth to reemerge again? Yeah. After the molten builds up the landmass back up from the bottom of the ocean? I don't even know. This is what keeps me up at night. Yeah, I know. It would keep me up at night, too. I'm so excited for the existential crisis I'm going to go through over the weekend. <laughs> so, psychiatrist Carl Jung um, mentioned it earlier. He thought that meaningful coincidences demonstrate the limits of conventional causal thinking. Yes. I was going to look more into that because I don't necessarily understand that statement. Unless it's just saying that, like, believing in a meaningful coincidence limits how we think about causes of events. Yeah. So would that sentence then be in support of everything happens for a reason or in disagreement with everything happens for a reason? Because if we believe that everything happens for a reason, then we're limiting ourselves. But if we just only believe in meaningful coincidences or just coincidence as itself, then we're limiting. Well, having the ability to think that there's something meaningful to coincidences, Mm -hmm. um, it it shows that causal thinking might not be it. Right. So that's okay, the limits so of causal thinking. So A A equals B, mm-hmm. but if there's a possibility of C, yeah. then A no longer just equals B. Okay, and yes. so Aristotle so, kind of talks about this, like when I looked into then like fate and free will, mm-hmm. the argument there. So Aristotle um, proposed the, the law of the excluded middle. Mm-hmm. Did I pronounce that properly? Excluded middle. That sounds right. <laughs> so basically every proposition is either true or false. That's what that means. Okay. So it means there is no middle option. Oh. So this kind of comes from the, think of like, for example, someday you will decide to get married mm-hmm. versus you will never decide to get married. Those are the only two concepts. So it was a very black and, black and white. Yeah. Okay. And so when you think about it, this is also, again, fate or free will. Mm-hmm. So the argument of, of fate is that you will never make that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and decision free will, will be made is for you. you. Yeah. Okay. And you will decide. Right. And so, like, fatalists believe that, um, that all events are predetermined and therefore inevitable. Yeah. And therefore you never make any of your own decisions. Right. So that's where I think Carl Jung was going off of mm-hmm. with this causal thinking or... Con- um, yeah, conventional yeah. causal thinking. Yeah. Okay, so when you said that A equals B, but A might also equal C, so therefore A doesn't equal B, mm-hmm. um, what that made me think of is there was an example in one of the things I was reading um, is that this guy's tire popped on his way to work. Okay, everything happens for a reason. The actual reason that his tire popped for work was there was metal shards on the road. He drove over them, popped his tire. Mm-hmm. But is there a greater reason as to mm-hmm. why he had to be late to work or whatever for then. So then you can think of the cause of the event, the reason, quote unquote, mm-hmm. as something as the actual legitimate reason. Mm-hmm. Or like, say you missed your exit. You're just however many lanes over because you weren't paying attention. That's the reason you missed your exit. Mm-hmm. But were you not paying attention in so many lanes over because there's a horrific accident on that exit that you would have been involved in, right? Like, mm-hmm. Well, and that's yeah, the whole concept of everything happens for a reason, then leaning into something like God, angel guides, divine mm-hmm. timing. Yeah. Right? Had your tire not popped because you ran over the shards of metal, you might have been in a catastrophic accident or and involved in a shooting or... Yeah. And that's... It happens many times, right? Where people who escape... Or there's many examples of it where people who escape um, great... Like disasters. Yeah, disasters. Yeah. 
for example, like with 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. How many people were late to work the day that the, the, um, the Twin Towers went down because yeah. their kid was sick? Yes. Right? Yeah. And then you have this kind of survivor's guilt because of that. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, personally, I also want to believe in divine timing and angel guides. And oh, there's definitely. something protecting me. Yeah, 100%. And I just got goosebumps. I'm like, yeah. is that a confirmation in spirit? Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the concept of that, or like how many times, like, do you ch- veer off a, your path, so to speak, to learn a lesson mm-hmm. that's going to help you further down that path? Exactly. Or even, right? yeah, to veer off to reaffirm, oh, I am supposed to be on this path. Yeah. This is something that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like yeah. me being so badly sick. And just bad in my body, like going step, like mm-hmm. just not doing well at 21. Yeah. What did that save me from at 52? Yes. Right? Well, and would you have chosen this? Would you be where you are today? No. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would your life look like if that hadn't happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can go into a spiral thinking, like, talking what ifs, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. But it's almost comforting to think of uh, lessons and benefits and growth mm-hmm. based off of those decisions. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, so, like, the, everything happens for a reason is can be very biblical. Um, there's a Bible verse that goes, um, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And so that's Romans eight twenty eight. And so basically it's saying that if you believe in God, then good things will happen to you. And if something bad does happen to you, then there's a greater plan at work. And mm-hmm. so if you believe that everything happens for a reason, religious or not, it can kind of almost result in like a mindset shift. Um, and I found personally that if something terrible happens then I can kind of cope with it by knowing that there's something more coming Mm -hmm. that's going to make that suffering worth it Mm -hmm. or explain it a little bit better. Well, in terms like when one door closes, another opens Mm -hmm. is that, or if there's like a death around you, if you're, if you're, uh, whether it be a family member, a friend, um, they're now meant to be guiding you rather than with you in physical Mm -hmm. presence, right? Like they're means for that to cope with grief or exactly Mm -hmm. and so yeah i don't know how much of that is just like a almost like a naive mindset of like oh i just want to believe that so like whatever it might not be true Mm -hmm. but i feel like especially in university in my first year university it was very much like everything happens for a reason and then i was made fun of so much by one guy on my floor that i've kind of like stopped believing that Mm -hmm. because he was very much like you're stupid for believing in God. And I was like, thank you so much. Um, you're a great friend. Um, and so then it, I kind of lost that, but there were so many things in university that I was like, oh my gosh, that's why that happened. Mm-hmm. Like that happened so that I could be here now. And they were very distinct and I can't remember any of them, but it was just like, mm-hmm. it was blindingly obvious Yeah, that it was like, everything does happen for a reason for me, at least in yeah. that situation. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of helps with, like, a just a go-with-the-flow mindset so that I know, for me personally, I'm not so worried about everything that's happening. Yeah. Right? I think there's comfort in it. Oh, very much so, yeah. Um, But, again, someone can find comfort in the fact that there's, like, 
there is no nothing greater. Mm-hmm. That Tuesday is Tuesday and Wednesday is Wednesday just because we decided it's that's it. Yeah, right? exactly. There's no meaning for it. There's no message. There's no greater divine that is controlling you, so to speak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I feel like it's just kind of like calming. So like, oh, if something happens and you're like, oh, well, hmm, I wonder what is going to happen to make this worth it. Shrobe mm-hmm. shows up pretty soon, but mm-hmm. yeah. In my personal opinion, um, coincidences, too many things have to align in order for it to not be planned. Yeah. Like, again, with the Big Bang Theory, how on earth was that just completely random? I cannot wrap my little pea brain around it. (laughs) It just, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. No, I agree with it. And I mean, as someone who's always kind of grown up with the idea that there is something greater, like, I'm not a particularly religious person. Mm-hmm. I grew up with religious relatives, yeah. but I also grew up um, with, I mean, one grandpa in particular, he would go to a different church or different religious ceremony like yeah. every week oh, just well. to see what people yeah. believe in. And Dude, I would do that. That'd be very interesting. Mm-hmm. And so he he did that, like, consistently. And so Mm -hmm. he had a lot of um, very unique opinions because of that. Mm -hmm. Versus another grandparent who was, like, diehard Lutheran. Right. Right? Um, I always like the idea of past lives. Mm -hmm. I think, for me, that explains, like, why you meet someone that you've never physically met before, but they're so familiar. Yeah. There's no connection. There's no reason why you should know this person but you know them so deeply, like, to your core. Yeah. That you're like, it must have been, like, a past life experience. There's something more. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Because I've had that feeling many times in my life when I've met someone, and I'm like, I know you from somewhere. Where is it? Yeah. No kidding. And you throw out all the possible places where you could know this person from. Yeah. Like, did you go to this school? Did you grow up here? Where are you from? Like, yeah. who do you know in this city? Who do you know in this town? Who do you know at this party? Yeah. Why do I know you when we have nothing that lines up? Right? Is that coincidence? Well, how can that be? Like, (laughs) why would that be a coincidence? Like, right? For me, that's when it's like, what divine timing? Why are we supposed to meet right now? Yeah. Right? And you meet a lot of people. For me, I've also grown up with the phrase that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. And so, a reason to teach a lesson, for example. Right? A season just to experience if you're, like, to, I mean, maybe challenge your core beliefs or challenge your personality. Right? Yeah. You're friends with someone for this this season to to see if you actually want to be something different. Yeah. Right? If you want to explore a different side of you. Or if you're like, no, actually, we don't don't vibe. Like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Nothing really to it. Yeah. Or a lifetime. Yeah. Right? And those are your... Twin flames, soulmates, um, support, like your larger support systems. Yes. And soulmates doesn't have to mean romantic, right? I have a lot of friends who I value so deeply. Mm-hmm. We might not, like, we don't agree on everything. They're not all the same people. We're not yeah. copycats of each other. But you have that connection and that love that's, like, unconditional. Yeah. Well, yeah, soulmate doesn't have, yeah, have to be romantic. It's soul mate Mm -hmm. like if you break down the word it's like your soul friend yeah 
Like, and so I, I think these soul friends have been your soul friends through various past lives. If mm-hmm. you want to play with the idea of past lives. Well, cause yeah, if they're interconnected with your soul, they're so much bigger than right now. Yeah. Because I don't even think we can fully grasp the concept of who our mm-hmm. soul is, what it's experienced, what, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, because I mean, if you want to talk divine timing in our personal mm-hmm. um, story here, right? Michaela and Journey, Michaela would have not met Journey Mm-mm. if Michaela didn't hear from this job before the other job I applied to. Yeah. I got an offer from the second job I applied to, but I had started at um, the coffee shop. Yeah. Like a couple days. I had already been in like about a week. Yeah. And so I was like, no, I'm going to stick out here. Like it's been this long. Thank you so much. Yeah. But I could have gone back to the other job and I know the other job. Mm-hmm. I've worked there before. Yeah. But something was like saying, nope, you're going to stay here. You're going to try it out. Yeah. And I don't think it's meant for the type of work. I think it's meant for like our personal relationship. Now, if I want to put meaning to why I said no, then definitely that's the only meaning I can really say. Yeah. Because I would be doing similar type of work at both jobs. So it's not the work. Mm-hmm. I would probably end up in a similar type of role at both jobs. Yeah. Because of who I am. Yeah. And they're both convenient for me to get to. So it wasn't like one's more convenient than the other. Yeah. So that's it's why just, I chose this one. Yeah. I think it was meant for us to meet. Oh, definitely. It was, yeah, it was definitely meant for us to meet. And I know for me personally, it was meant for me to grow a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like so much had to happen for me to end up there, right? Mm-hmm. Like if COVID hadn't happened, I don't know that I'd be living in Alberta. Yeah. So we go all the way back to 2020 mm-hmm. to explain, 2019 even, to explain the job that I got in 2021. Mm-hmm. Like, nutty. Yeah. Yeah. Or even in the case of like, yeah, like, um, you know, all sorts of friends. Like if my one grandpa that I'm just talking about who... Um, who would explore all like religions. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't passed away when he did, we probably would have never left Manitoba. Oh, okay. Or we would have been less likely to leave Manitoba. Yeah. Right? It's never say never. Yeah. But him passing away so young was kind of like a wake up for my parents to be like, oh, are we really happy here? Like, mm-hmm. do we want to be in a place where it's just comfortable? Yeah. Or do we want to explore a different life exactly and see what how that takes us yeah and that then is a domino effect to everything else that i've done growing up like in my teenage years and adult years and yeah life lessons and da 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 da. but well yeah and even with that because time travel just popped into my mind of like and like alternate timelines and like going back in time and changing one thing like you even going back in time changes everything from the time that you get back to and from the time that you left. And that's the butterfly effect, right? The butterfly effect is a soon or like butterfly flaps wings in Australia causes a tsunami in Hawaii kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. It's, like, it's like a small action that then causes a domino effect of various events. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Do you think that these concepts interact Yes. Yes. <laughs> I say has to say. No. Yes, because I feel like they have to interact if I'm someone who believes of like um 
in divine timing and yeah, meaningful coincidences. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. for everything to align so perfectly, I feel like there has to be an interaction between something greater, like, as you said, something mm-hmm. greater and then just Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Both things can be kind of true at the same time. Tuesday was called Tuesday for a reason. Why? Yeah. Do we know? Can we ever know? It's the second day of the week, Tuesday. Yeah. But like, <laughs> is that what they were thinking when they were, when the brain was creating the, its own name? Well, for some of them, it was, um, it's either Julius Caesar or Mark Anthony who actually invent, no, I'm thinking of the months, mm-hmm. not the days of the week. Yeah. Who did the days of the week? I don't know. I can't, oh. I, I, I'm not that good with history. Wow. Not- okay. Yeah. But like. He was naming the months after his friends and some of the planets. And then they just added a couple more in to make it line up. The Bab- Babylonians. Oh, Babylonians did so much. Divided the 28-day lunar cycle into four weeks, consisting of seven days. I saw a TikTok that said we should add a 13th month so that we're perfectly in sync with the lunar cycle. And I was like, yes, because in every month is four weeks. It starts on, like, a Sunday, ends on a Saturday, starts on the 1st, ends mm-hmm. on the 28th. We're, like, perfectly in sync with the moon yeah. if we add a 13th month. So then what do we name that for 13th month, though? Um, and then every language has to name that 13th month. Yeah. Which I feel like it would probably be... What's, like, what's 13 in Latin? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. Tradesium. Mm, I don't know. That's kind of boring. It would be like... So December, Tradesium? January? January? <laughs> it would be like... Tra... Tracember or something. Because, yeah, September is the seventh month. October is the eighth month. November is the ninth month. December is the tenth month. Ooh. So our months are all wrong. And so then, oh, golly. Like, I've just got questions for how people were like, yeah, yeah. this is how it is. Because they just said, yeah, this is how it is. I would personally call the 13th month, like, December or something like that. I'm thinking of, like, a really specific word, like Friday the 13th. But I don't know what it is. Cause, so to, ar- to argue, though, then, in Finnish, the months, because mm-hmm. they don't follow... Um, English, Latin, any kind of descent finishes its own thing. Mm-hmm. So they named the months off of what happens around that time. Oh, okay. So, like, January is Tamiku. Okay. And Tamiku means, or Tammy means oak. Um, like O-A-K? Yeah. Okay. And then, in some dialects, it also means heart or core. And that's, like, the root of its name. Oh, okay. And so... It's the middle or core of winter in Finland. Oh, cool. Okay. So that's how they went to, like, Tamiku. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, in... Where is it? In um, Tokuku. Mm-hmm. That's May. Okay. And that is, like, the time... Like, Toku is, like, seed planting. So that's oh, okay. where you start planting your crops and stuff. Right. So they... That makes more sense to me. The yeah. Latin Definitely. descent of 
numbers and stuff. But then, yeah, because then with the 13th month, because, like, what would happen in the 13th month is just what would happen in January, basically. We would just shift it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So then, I don't know. I'd put the 13th month, like, after August, before September. I'd give us another summer month. (laughs) (laughs) But it wouldn't really be a summer month. Physically, it'd be it'd be September. Mm-hmm. So it would just make September summer. It would make September October. Yeah, like fall. Yeah. Jeez Louise, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird to think about, but yeah, the TikTok was really interesting because mm-hmm. they were just like, because then we'd be fully in sync with the moon, and it would just help so much, and it would just change so many things. I'm like, why didn't we do that? Mm-hmm. Stupid Mark Anthony. So, do you think one is more true than the other? I don't. Yeah. I think they are both true. It just depends on what you personally believe in. Yeah. If you are someone who the idea of everything happens for a reason and the reason being like spiritual or like the big why or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's not something you can wrap your brain around, then fine. Like coincidence is coincidence. Yeah. But that's not necessarily true for me. So yeah. it's just like interpretation and stuff, right? Yeah. I think the concept that I'm able to, like, most relate to is the concept that, like, our free will decisions determine our fate. Mm-hmm. Because that's, even though correlation does not always equal causation. Yeah. To me, more often than not does. Yeah. You know, you can't back it up by numbers or science. If you eat, like, garbage and you die young, mm-hmm. there's a There's a little bit there. of a correlation yeah. there. Yeah, definitely. Right. With me, in terms of fate and free will... um, I don't, I think we're given, this is gonna, sorry, we have the illusion of free will, (laughs) but not in the extent that it's being used today. Mm -hmm. I think that we think we have free will because of the way we were made. Like, Mm -hmm. the decisions that I would make out of my own quote-unquote free will Mm -hmm. have been instilled in me since when I was a baby and probably before then. So, well, is it's this like, yeah, actually, nature versus na- nurture? Is right? it that actually gets- free will if it's something that I've been taught or learned or was born with? Right? Is it free will if it's a mandated? Mm-hmm. No, it's right? not. Because like, education and stuff, and what you learn in the schools and how you pass school, exactly, is rinse and repeat. And so then, um, we're just yeah, we're being carefully molded. So the decision we make. We, the decisions we make then lead to the fate that we've been given or like assigned or whatever mm-hmm. but it's done in a way that makes it think that it's our choice <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's my opinion on how that works yeah um but yeah it makes sense so i have um a reddit post i want to see if i can read it the comments were very interesting and there's a couple i want to just discuss with you because the Reddit post is just, do you think happen? Do you think things happen because of a coincidence, or everything happens for a reason? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the comments were arguing for coincidence versus everything happens for a reason. I figured we won't, mm-hmm. we'd be more everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Um. And so they say like depends on what you call a reason and what you call coincidence. Yeah. So it's like technically everything that happens just a long chain of cause and result or action and reaction. So they don't believe in coincidence is the most. So I do not believe in coincidence in the most technical view of the word. Depending on what you call a reason, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So that's like what we talked about with the the tires and stuff. Yeah. 
And so another commenter goes, everything happens for a reason, just not the reason they want. If I happen to get hit by a bus while crossing the street, the reason is because the brakes on the bus were bad or the driver wasn't paying attention. The fact that it was me specifically that got killed is coincidence because I happened to be there. People tend to think of for a reason because even if something bad happens, life goes on. By definition, you're going to move on to something else. If you happen to get laid off but then find your dream job, it wasn't because there was a reason. It's because you have to keep living and moving on. The world didn't end. Hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know. I disagree. But I like I get what they're trying to say. Well, and that almost, so that goes into, so on our Instagram, we did a poll Mm -hmm. and the stats are insane. So only 6% voted for a coincidence and 94% voted for a reason. Yeah. And the votes for, um, coincidence primarily were that, right? Mm -hmm. Where you want to believe that everything happens for a reason, but the universe is too illogical for that. Yeah, exactly. That's like the primary argument for that side based off of our Instagram Mm -hmm. followers. (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, this next quote mm-hmm. actually talks about, like, Adams and stuff. And so they say, even even you being there wasn't a coincidence, because re- he's replying to the, the bus driver one. Mm-hmm. And so everything that happens is ultimately a result of the movement of Adams. And then in parentheses, he puts, be it in our head or brains or anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And this is something we just don't control. Free will is an illusion. Nothing is a coincidence. But that doesn't mean there's any reason for anything or any reason why things are the way they are. They just are. Mm-hmm. The particles in the universe were set on their courses since the big bang yeah so they're saying there is a plan and everything happens for a reason but it's not some big glorious like god is playing puppeteer with people mm-hmm. it's that that's just the course of the universe that's just how it's going to be yeah well and how long are we just riding this timeline until the next big bang exactly we'll never know like we're not going to know in our lifetime yeah or if we do well, good luck to you my condolences (laughs) yeah and so yeah it's just kind of interesting that like it's just such a giant conversation right like Mm -hmm. because again no one knows no no one will ever know yeah and so from our following some of the reasons some of the responses towards um for a reason is uh Another person said, I strongly believe that what you put out in the universe is what will attract to you. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes with what the last comment that we said of your free will decisions determine your fate. Yeah. That falls along that line. Yeah, definitely. Another one is each of us has a story that we're following and the book knows where we're going. So that kind of more so relates from like a a God or a life path kind Mm -hmm. of uh, point of view. Yeah, definitely. It's like there is a... There's a bigger planet action, and yeah. we're only in chapter one. So what's going to happen, X, Y, Z? Yeah. Which I like the analogy of putting us in a book because it just, it takes the religion out of it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it kind of makes it a little bit more, um, like, less argumentative and more digestible for people who aren't necessarily religious, whether they're atheistic mm-hmm. or just agnostic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But for uh, me, I don't know. I like that. See, see I'm going to argue. Book? scares me more why because right? i don't know i think of chapters in a book mm-hmm. so how many chapters do i have do chapters equate to my life events do chapters equate to my age is chapter one birth to five <laughs> yeah well I'm, yeah and that's the thing right but it kind of makes sense though because we do have a beginning a middle and an end of our life right like you do at I just, one I just point like, we're gonna run out of chapters it's true but i don't find comfort in that Oh, yeah. No, me neither. Me neither. 100%. I just love books. I like the idea of my life being a book. 
We're not going to talk about the end of the world and death and dying. It'd be a blue-covered book called Journey. Literally. It's beautiful. <laughs> Journey's it's, Journey. It just looks like an olden, like an ancient book that's just beautifully bound and gold embossed and just the spine has never been broken and it's just beautiful. Even though your spine is Yeah, my spine is broken, but my books is fine. <laughs> <laughs> so then so another person then said it's the universe telling you this is where you need to be right now and that's kind of more so where I'm at. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm like I try to find and maybe that's not actually a synchronicity, but I I try to make meaning out of events that happen, right? Mm-hmm. Reference back angel numbers. Why am I seeing this number at this time? Yeah. Why am I so drawn to that particular house on this street? Why am I so drawn? Like, how do I know this person? Yeah. For me, and then dreams even. Like, I have a lot of very vivid dreams. Yeah. That then result in a lot of deja vu moments. Yeah. And so is that deja vu moment, what does it mean for me? Why do I feel so intensely about this moment? Right. Is it a confirmation I'm on the right path? Or is there something more to it? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Because I know that you've said quite a bit to me, whether on or off the podcast, that like, yeah, this was reaffirming. Like, every time I see an angel number, it tells me I'm on the right path mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Which I think is kind of neat. Yeah. And that's not something that I usually think about. It's that... But yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense. Like, well, this once is upon a re- time when I ignored these things. Mm-hmm. I lost my health because of it. My hair started yeah. falling out. Yeah, you would definitely have a very, like, <laughs> exceptional story yeah. where it's like... It doesn't happen to every 21-year-old. Yeah, you got slapped in the face with the reality, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna die! Yeah. And so not all of us can have that same kind of experience, right? Yeah. But... Well, you could. It just might happen later on and yeah. cue midlife crisis. It does, yeah. Right. Midlife, looking into midlife crises. Well, it happens midlife crisis and quarter life crisis because those are the two most transformational times mm-hmm. psychologically. Yeah. The two more, most trans, transformational times of your life. Yeah. Right. Quarter life crisis, roughly 25. Yeah. Going off the premise that everyone lives to 100. Um, your brain is now fully developed. Yeah. And societally, you should be adult. You yeah. should be getting married or in a committed relationship. You should be planning kids. You're building your your career and your dream job. Yeah. And then if you have kids within that, uh, that time range, yeah. by 50, your kids are going to be out of the house. Exactly. If you follow the societal and then, pressure. Yeah. And then your whole life changes because you're like, okay, I'm no longer... Like, they no longer need yeah. me to survive. Because from 25 to 50... You are then just focused on your career and paying your bills and raising your kids and yeah. not everyone, but yeah. again, the, the idea of this comes from that. Yeah. By 50, you're no longer young, right? No. You're not, you don't feel the same way you did when you were 25. Yes. Your kids are now out of the house mm-hmm. and your relationships either make or break. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? And so you realize that, no, you don't like what you have just been chugging along doing for the sake of these little gremlins that you created yeah um, so so now you're like oh we go buy a motorcycle and move to mexico because uh, yeah because you're done like you just kind of snap yeah um yeah because you are so uncomfortable with where you're being right now that you need to change everything because you've lost your sense of self exactly so those are the two most transformational periods yeah. in psychology and that's the terms quarter life and midlife crisis yeah I don't know, especially now with all the societal changes regarding the quarter-life crisis, like, a, a lot, 
like Gen Z has done a lot of work and even millennials have done a lot of work redefining what it means to be 25 mm-hmm. and what your life can look like at 25. Yeah, I would say less Gen Z because we're only on the top, yeah, we're Gen on the top Z, end of Gen Z and Gen I'm Z just very approaching little. 25. I kind of realized that. I was like, yeah, no, no, not Gen Z. Definitely just millennials. No, Gen but Z like, calls me old. And I'm yeah, technically the very feelings. top end of it. <laughs> I consider myself a millennial. I don't oh, care. hundred percent. Me too. I'm a young millennial. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> me an old too. Gen Z. I'm a baby millennial. I'm okay. a centennial. <laughs> um, and centennial. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So if you identify as a centennial, reach out. We'll start a support group. <laughs> I love that. Oh, good stuff. Uh, so our last our last uh, Instagram comment is, because if it doesn't happen for a reason, my anxiety shoots through the roof. And that is, like, again, wraps up into the concept of needing to put meaning into something mm-hmm. just so your brain stays grounded. Literally, just to make right. sense of things. Yeah. Yeah, because if you lose someone and you're like, okay, well, why did this happen? Like, yeah. what's the greater reason? It's, yeah. I don't know. Anthropologically, it's something that... Ha- Hammonds. It's something that humans do, is that we are always searching for a reason why. It's what makes us so unique and separates us from, like, the rest of the animal kingdom. Separates us from a centipede. Literally. Our genetic code to a centipede. (laughs) It's not not our size. It's asking why. (laughs) It's It's not not our lack of legs. It's not that we only have two legs and not 45. We're 150th of a centipede. Well, and that kind of, I, we could probably talk about this for decades. Oh, um, yeah. But we're going to wrap that up there. If you have thoughts on one or the other, interact. Let us know. Let us know. Comment. Let's, yeah. Um, reach out to us on Instagram. A comment on our YouTube. Let's yeah. start doing a bunch of things there, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so interesting. And it's a conversation that's never ending. Yeah. So we're uh, open to DMs and emails. And if you have an opinion on this that you want us to share for you, we will email yeah. us, DM us. Um, we'll share it on the next episode. Definitely. But yeah. Okay. Our segment mm-hmm. for today, we're going to do hot takes because this wasn't <laughs> philosophically controversial enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are a little bit less hot takes um, than like the creation versus Big Bang theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. You want to go first? Sure. So, Journey just found a website that has six categories, and then we're just going to pick one hot take from each category. Yeah. So, the first one's animal hot takes. Um, I'm going to go with pugs are ugly as the hot take. I agree. Me too. Yeah. I don't love them. No. No. I think it's like... Just the wrong genetic combination. It's just there's no. They can't breathe. They're just. They look stubby. They're slobbery. I'm just. I'm not into it. They're not genetically, or they're not. Yeah, they're not superior in any way. And like with what is it? French bulldogs, which aren't necessarily pugs, but they're puggish. Yeah. You can't. They can't give birth to their babies because their heads have been genetically engineered to be so big they don't fit out the dog pelvis. Yeah. Like that's. That's ugly. They are probably the first to go if there ever was, like, a natural selection Which, scenario. And 
if natural selection had been allowed to naturally select, they would have gone. Yeah. But because Pugs we Pomeranians. because we invented <laughs> dog cesarean section, they could just have babies. Pomeranians have glass bones too. Really? I didn't know that. Like they they, okay. they, they jump off something <laughs> not physical glass churn. It's a figure of speech. They jump off something too high, their bones shatter. Really? Yeah, they got no strength. I didn't know that. Because of all the genetic mutation and processing. and Oh my gosh. It's just like, yeah. if it's not broken, don't fucking fix it. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, um, Samsung is better than Apple. Mm. I guess that's how you determine better. They do have better stats. I would say as far as like storage options and you're mm-hmm. able to add more storage more conveniently rather with Apple, you have to spend $2,000 on a brand new phone. Oh, oh yeah. Just for them to ju- ch- junk it up of updates. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I've been so a part of the Apple cult yeah. <laughs> that it takes more, it's more of a headache now for me to switch to Samsung and, and learn Samsung. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think Apple is a little bit more user friendly, mm-hmm. but for those of you who are like, tech advanced or like really knowledgeable in the tech sphere um samsung's definitely way better mm-hmm. and I think apple's like the ikea mm-hmm. um and samsung is like the thrifted vintage antique piece that is better built yeah well, has <laughs> lasted forever will last forever yeah but it might not look as pretty exactly yeah <laughs> for entertainment hot takes i have to go with podcasts aren't worth listening to ah uh, rude Obviously, I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. Um, I think there is social aspect. And I'm not saying that just because, like, I enjoy talking into a mic. Mm-hmm. But as a listener as well, I enjoy the connections piece. And the podcasts tend to be more, like, raw or real rather than, like, YouTube or Instagram. And yeah, you kind of just debate things that... And you get more a variety of opinions in yeah. real time. Yeah, it's like a like a radio show, but without commercials. Yeah, more or less. And there's there's a never ending, um, like amount of things you can do with a podcast mm-hmm. or learn from a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna flip that. I think morning TV is not worth watching. Yeah. I think it's so scripted and staged. The talk and shows are just so yeah. boring. It's like it's a publicity stunt. Yeah, definitely. And I think with podcasts, it's reinventing the media form mm-hmm. and making it accessible for anyone, including two yeah. white chicks from Canada. Because it doesn't take much their- to start a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So it gives the competition, whereas like the TV world is so scripted and mm-hmm. well and i'd be much more inter- or open to listening to a podcast because i saw that there was a podcast interview of dom from perfect match mm-hmm. and i was like oh my goodness i want to listen to that mm-hmm. versus like seeing him on like oprah or the red table or like whatever right yeah like i'd be way more interested in this because i know that they're gonna actually get down to the nitty-gritty yeah um all right so fashion hot takes um oh gosh there's so many crocs are a must-have footwear item no Mm-mm. they're i don't know if you're someone who has like a cabin lifestyle or spends a lot of time like outside in hot weather mm-hmm. then yeah they're convenient yeah i personally hate the way crocs feel against my toenails oh yes 
the rubber, the way it like, like I like flip flops mm-hmm. and I like Birkenstocks and stuff like, like, um, the rubbery Birkenstocks. It's, yeah, yeah. But I hate the way like the rubber scratches against your toenails mm-hmm. and Crocs. Yeah. But a slip on shoe to run out and whatever. Yeah. Something they're convenient yeah. for that sake. Yeah. But I think for kids, Crocs are a must have because to me, they seem like just cheap things that the kid can just like throw on and just run around in. But they're not even like that cheap anymore. I know they've gotten way more expensive since yeah. I owned a pair of Crocs. Like I think flip flops and any form of sandal just does the same job. Yeah, but it's like if your little boy's gonna be running around doing whatever, they can put it into race mode and then they're good to go. Whereas if they have like a slide, yeah. it's not so much gonna do it. And then they're literally just rubber. You can just hose them off if they get filthy. That's true. Um, but I definitely don't think. That I need to have a pair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Under food hot takes, Pop-Tarts are overrated. I don't know that I can have an opinion on this because I'm pretty sure I've had one Pop-Tart ever. I agree with it. I don't think there's anything to scoff about with Pop-Tarts. I think they're gross. I don't know. (laughs) I want to try and like toaster one. Like, put one in the toaster and, like, warm it up, because that's how people do it sometimes. Yeah, I hate it. But, no, I've never... Like, I don't know enough about Pop-Tarts to have an opinion on that. Yeah. That's my hot take. <laughs> I just don't care for them. Yeah. There's nothing... Yeah, they're nothing to scoff at. Yeah. Okay, for travel hot takes... Um... Seeing the world should be on everyone's bucket list. Hmm... I'm going to go with... Ooh, should be. Not the world, but everyone should experience something outside of their own comfort zone. Yeah. At least a handful of times in their life. 100%, yeah. It's the same thing with, like, graduating high school and moving to a different city. Yeah. That is huge for your personal growth and development. Yeah, and I think for, yeah, a global perspective... It doesn't have to be the world, but it should be at least five times in your lifetime you experience something outside of yourself or outside yeah. of your comfort zone. So that's not, I'm not not talking like going from Canada to the States. Yeah. Canada to Mexico is more acceptable. That's more mm-hmm. of a culture shock. Yeah. Right? Um, to Europe isn't a crazy shock, but even... It, you, it still would be, right? Like yeah, coming you live from differently. small town Alberta and going to... England. Yeah. That's going to be huge, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, to have like five, at least five experiences in your life where you yeah. are outside of what you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important for global perspective and personal growth. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. And that's what we have for hot takes. Yeah. Those are our opinions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Thanks for tuning in if you make it to the end of this episode. Yes. We love you and appreciate you so dearly. Thank you. Uh, if you like what we had to say or if you just like us, give us a like. Give us a rating. Comment. Yeah. Leave us a review. We would love yeah. to read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Mac Joy. I'm It's Jubes. We are sometimes brought us laps on all social media platforms. Yes. You can find all of our websites and whatnot linked or the yeah. episodes linked on our website if you are having trouble finding it elsewhere yes um but if you're having trouble finding it elsewhere uh give us a review and that will help us that'll show make a show up yeah exactly reviews better. help us stay relevant in the podcast universe yeah so 
Thank you so much. And feel free to, as we said earlier, feel free to interact with us on anything. Uh, yeah. Anything and everything. Yep. Okay. All right. Talk to you for now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>